أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-uz-Zaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. In this episode, inshallah, we will try to conclude the 10th word. The 10th word is about the verity, reality of life after death, the hereafter, resurrection, bodily resurrection, and reward and punishment in the hereafter, that is paradise and hell. In this treatise, Ustad Nursi provides rational arguments, rational proofs for the existence of the hereafter and for the existence of reward and punishment in the hereafter. This is no easy task because as we have um, explained to, to some extent before, this is a matter that has conventionally been considered a matter of transmission in the Islamic tradition. Our scholars have said that this is not a matter for which we can or should provide uh, rational arguments because the intellect does not have a way to get to that point. And Ustad Nursi is going to, to uh, comment on this at the end of this conclusive text, inshallah, that we will read. It is true that we cannot know the details that the Quran provides to us about life after death the paradise, the hell, and all the various stages of life after death the Qur'an and the prophetic traditions provide to us. However, in this treatise, Ustad Nursi shows that with the guidance of the Qur'an, under the guidance of the Qur'an, and this is very important, we need to underline and, hi- underline and highlight it, under the guidance of the Qur'an, the intellect can find ways to demonstrate the necessity and verity of life after death. And because the guidance of the Qur'an is essential and the foundation for this treatise and almost everything else that Ustad Nursi writes in the Risale-i Nur, he finishes it by quoting several verses from the Qur'an. These are not the only verses that he bases his argument on. As I have mentioned before, uh, you know, some who have studied this think that upwards of 300 verses are synthesized in this uh, treatise. But these are uh, several verses that seem to have stood out in Ustad Nursi's mind and therefore he uh, quotes them at the end of the treatise. So, let's read it inshallah. Bismillah. Mesele-i haşrin başından buraya kadar olan temsil suretlerine ve hakikatlerine dair olan beyanatımız Kur'an'ın Kur'an-ı Hakim'in feyzindendir. Our statements about the illustrative imagery or the representational imagery and truths 
And of course, those who have been listening to uh, these episodes will remember that the 10th word has three main sections. The first one is a representational story. And then there is a transition between the first and second parts that Ustad Nursi called an introduction. It highlights, points out some of the the some of uh, the the themes that are in the story that point to reality. And then there comes the third and main section where we had twelve rational arguments for the existence, reality, verity of the hereafter. So our statements about the illustrative imagery and truths about the issue of resurrection from the beginning to this point are from the outpouring of the wisdomful Quran. Nefsi teslime kalbi kabule ihsardan ibarettir. This is an important statement. It is, that is, what we have been reading, uh, contemplating and reflecting upon up to this point. It is limited to preparing the lower soul to capitulate and the heart to accept. Notice that the arguments that we developed were rational. But the target is not the intellect itself. The intellect measures and puts the measurements out there on the table. It is up to the lower soul and ultimately and most importantly to the heart to take those measurements and do something with it. To attach to the consequences of those measurements is the job of the heart. And the lower soul will of course try to run away and well it needs to be shown sometimes that there are consequences for it too. It has a lot of difficulty to see uh, future negative sanctions, punishment basically. Future uh, punishment as important in making a decision in the given time. It prefers a little bit of pleasure today over a big pleasure in the future or it has difficulty recognizing and acting upon threats of punishment that are in the future. So it needs to be convinced and made to capitulate and the heart needs to accept. And what we do with the intellect is to prepare the heart to accept and the, and the lower soul to capitulate. But, but the ultimate and final act belongs to the heart. And therefore we need to focus on that. We need to check if our heart is now accepting. If not, we need to give, give it some, some more food. Basically some more arguments, some more re reading. Of the uh, of the tenth word and other uh, you know there are other things to do that can be done here too, and the most important thing that will help the heart to make that final judgment to take that final step is God's guidance, and God's guidance is in the Quran, and therefore Ustad Nursi follows this statement by saying, "Asl söz ise Kur'anındır." The real word belongs to the Quran. That is, you know, everybody who has a mouth can talk. But the real word that has a weight and that is consequential belongs to the Quran. Zira söz odur ve söz onundur. Because that is the word and the word is its. Dinleyelim. Let's listen. So we now turn to the Quran. Uh, try to 
cleans our minds from all sorts of distractions that might be preventing us from being able to expose ourselves for, to the lights of the Quran. And we tell our lower soul, look, this is really important for you too. If you don't heed this, you are going to run into big trouble. So you also sit down, keep quiet and listen. And we listen to the Quran. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فلله الحجة البالغة This is from the 6th chapter of the Quran and the 149th verse and a translation might be the conclusive argument belongs to God alone the translations I'm going to use uh, in this section are from the translation uh, published by Oxford University Press uh, of Abdul Halim and they are really good there is no perfect translation of the Quran it is not possible Quran is mu'jiz it is incapacitating nobody can bring an imitation of the Quran in Arabic or in any other language but in the absence of our ability to understand the Quran in its original language we are trying to come close to or come uh, as as close as possible to its meanings by using these English words or any other language. But an absolutely perfect translation of the Quran is not possible. The conclusive argument belongs to God alone. And remember, we, we mentioned that uh, some who have studied this treatise say that upwards of 300 or so verses are synthesized in, in here. Remember what we just said. The real word belongs to the Quran because that is the word and the word is its. So this is an interpretation of this verse. The conclusive argument belongs to God. God provides those arguments and in a conclusive, conclusive way to us so that we can turn to our heart and our lower soul and the Satans and say, this is it. This is it. This is conclusive. You either act upon this or you have to face the consequences. Next. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Fanzur ila athari rahmatillahi kayfa yuhyil arda ba'da mawtiha inna thalika la muhyil mawta wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. Look then at the imprints of God's mercy. How he restores the earth to life after death. This same God is the one who will return people to life after death. He has power over all things. And of course, this was the, the first and foremost, the, the main verse that inspired the entire treatise. And we uh, mentioned it a few times in this treatise. Next. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qala man yuhyi قُلْ يُحْيِيهَا الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٍ He says, so this is one of the mushrikeen of uh, Mecca, says, Who can give life back to bones after they have decayed? Say, He who created them in the first place will give them life again. He has full knowledge of every act of creation. This is chapter 36, verses 78 and 79. 
of the Quran. Say, he who created them in the first place. What was there before we came into existence of us? Did I have bones? Did I have flesh? Did I have veins? Did I have nerves? Did I have anything? Nothing. Nothing of me was in existence in this world. My spirit was there. I existed in God's, God's knowledge and so on and so forth. But in terms of substance, material, physical existence, there was nothing of me in this world. And he brought me into existence. And he also brought Adam salam when there was no thing that would even provide a model for human existence in the creation. He who created them, my bones, in the first place will give them life again. He has full knowledge of every act of creation. He knows how to do it and he shows that he knows how to do it every day millions of times billions of times is that not demonstration next bismillahirrahmanirrahim ya ayyuhan nasu taqu rabbakum inna zalzalata as-sa'ati shay'un 'azim yawma tarawnaha tadhhalu kullu murdi'atin 'amma arda'at wa tadha'u kullu dhati hamlin hamlaha wa tara an-nasa sukara وما هم بسكارى ولكن عذاب الله شديد O people be mindful of your lord for the earthquake of the last hour will be a mighty thing the last quake will be a mighty thing we don't know we don't know exactly how it will be we know earthquakes of the regular time that we live in and they are mighty we know that they are mighty. They can destroy everything. If anyone has experienced an earthquake, even small ones, we know, we see that how scary it is, how tremendous it is, how mighty it is. Despite all these accomplishments of civilization that we have built upon centuries upon centuries of human experience and accomplishment, we see that when the earthquakes it has the capacity to destroy it all. But that is the earthquake of our regular times. What about the earthquake of the last hour? Oh, people, be mindful of your Lord. Be mindful of His Majesty. And be mindful that He keeps His promise when He makes a promise. For the earthquake of the last hour will be a mighty thing. On the day, on that day, you see it. Every nursing mother will think no more of her baby. Can you imagine that? A nursing mother. That is, that is among the strongest forces of attraction that we can think of in human nature. And also animals too. They have done some, ex uh, some experiments with mice. They, they try to see if the urge to nurse the babies, to take care of the baby mice is stronger or the urge to eat food is stronger when the when the mice is hungry but at the same time the the baby mice are there uh, maybe squeaking and asking for food the mice goes to the babies and I mean, like that human beings the mothers have this urge that that's out of their compassion to take care of their babies but look every nursing mother will think no more of her baby 
Every pregnant female with, will miscarry. You will think people are drunk with from the might, mightiness of that day, from the scare of that day. You will think people are drunk when they are not. So severe will be God's torment. Make sure, make sure that you, our, we need to make sure that our lower souls hear this and imagines it. Im imagination is also a tool, a faculty that God has given to us in order to help us draw ourselves nearer to Him. Next, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahu la ilaha illa huwa he is God. There is no God but Him. He will gather you all together on the day of resurrection about which there is no doubt. Whose word can be truer than God's? Whose word can be truer than His? Whose word can be more in correspondence with reality than that of God. He is the one who created all reality that we know, and he is the one who, who, who knows what it is and how it works and what happens to it and what will happen to it. Who can have, who can have more authoritative word about it? And he is saying, he is saying, he will gather us all together on the day of resurrection. And therefore there is no doubt about it. There is no doubt about him gathering us on the day of resurrection. He said so. That's the end of it. There is no, there's no more questioning about this. He said so. End of discussion. Next. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inna al-abrara lafi na'im wa inna al-fujjara lafi jahim. These are two verses from two different chapters. The first is from uh, chapter 83, verse 22, and the second is uh, chapter 82, verse 14. But the meanings line up. The truly good will live in bliss. Remember, who is saying this? God. Who can be more truthful in what he says than God? He is saying, the truly good will live in bliss. And the wicked will burn in the fire. He is making a promise. And he is threatening. We need to heed this. We need to tell our lower soul and our heart, listen, heed this. Take this into consideration. And take it seriously. Next, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا وَأَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَثْقَالَهَا this is the entire chapter of um, the earthquake or the quake chapter 99 uh, verses 1 to 8 the entire chapter when the earth is shaken violently in its last quaking and we just talked about that when the earth throws out its burdens when man cries 
what is happening to it. On that day, it will tell all, because your Lord will inspire it to do so. On that day, people will come forward in separate groups to be shown their deeds. Whoever has done an Adam's weight of good will see it, but whoever has done an Adam's weight of evil will see that. We are being recorded. We are all being recorded. There is a camera. And remember uh, our discussion of the name at Hafiz. God is the one who preserves all knowledge in relation to everything. The knowledge of a plant and its uh, you know, shape and conditions, etc. as preserved in a seed. Our memories that preserve our experiences. All of these are signs of a bigger, bigger place where everything is recorded. And God is telling us, don't think that what you do is not going to be brought back to you. You may think that nobody is seeing you, but indeed it is being recorded and it is going to come out. The earth will spit out all that has been put into it. The bodies that are buried in it and the deeds that are buried in time. They will all come out and they will all be shown and we will all be taken into account for it and nothing will miss from it and Adam's weight even an Adam's weight will not be missed so we need to take it seriously next Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Al-Qari'ah Mal-Qari'ah وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا لُقَارِئَهُ يَوْمَ يَكُونُ النَّاسُ كَالْفَرَاشِ الْمَبْثُوثِ وَتَكُونُ الْجِبَالُ كَالْعَحْنِ الْمَنْفُوشِ فَأَمَّا مَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةٍ رَاضِيَةٍ وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُمُّهُ هَاوِيَةٍ وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا Again, this is uh, the entire chapter of uh, Surah Al-Qariyah. It's translated as the crashing blow and in verses 1 through 11. The crashing blow. What is the crashing blow? What will explain to you what the crashing blow is? So there is, there is a crashing blow. Just, just we need to first face the imagery a crashing blow what what would one do if if one witnessed a crashing blow you would probably be duck you would become smaller you would be scared on a day when people will be like scattered moths running all around not recognizing one another everybody saying Nafsi, nafsi, oh, myself, myself, myself, except for one person, the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, who will be saying, Ummati, Ummati, my people, my people. People will be like scattered moths. And the mountains, like tufts of wool. The one whose good deeds are heavy on the scales will have a pleasant life. Now, will have a pleasant life. Does this mean... You know, we have a pleasant life here. We have lots of money. 
car, with family, food, comfort, etc. No. The real life is the life of the hereafter. This is about the hereafter. The one whose good deeds are heavy on the scales, well, there will be a scale and it will be weighed. The one whose good, good deeds are heavy on the scales will have a pleasant life, the real life. But the one whose good deeds are light will have the bottomless pit for his home. Home. Home is where you stay. Home is permanent. Home implies permanence. What will, what will explain to you what that is? So what, what is that? What is that? A blazing fire. Oh God, protect us. May God protect us. May God protect us. Allahumma ajrna min nar Oh God, protect us from the fire. Next, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. وَلِلَّهِ غَيْبُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا أَمْرُ السَّاعَةِ إِلَّا كَلَمْحِ الْبَصَرِ أَوْ هُوَ أَقْرَبُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ this is from chapter 16 and verse 77. All that is hidden from view, the unseen, in the heavens and the earth belongs to God. Everything. Seen or unseen. But this is a conversation about the unseen, the future, from our point of view, of course from the human point of view, which is limited by time, which, which takes place in time. God is not bound by time. So that which is in the unseen belongs to God. We belong to God, that what we see here belongs to God, but that which we do not see also belongs to God, and He knows all about it. And He is telling us, the coming of the hour of judgment is like the blink of an eye. Don't think that it is in the future. Remember we talked about what the lower soul does? It cannot take the future into full consideration. It cannot give it its weight. It prefers a small pleasure today over big, tremendous pleasure in the future. And it escapes a little bit of discomfort now, although it may take it to the blazing fire. So... We need to turn to our lower souls and say, look, God owns the future. God knows what is to come. And God is telling us it is certain. Anything that's in the future and that is certain is, is close. We are not talking about, you know, a few years, a hundred years, 200 years, 1000 years, millennia, mil millions of years. doesn't matter. We are talking about boundless time or timeless time. We are talking about beyond time. The coming of the hour of judgment is like the blink of an eye or even quicker. When we die, you know, that is our small, small last day. God has power over everything. God has power over everything. Here Ustad Nursi stops uh, the recitation of verses and moves back to text. And, and this is going to be bringing the end of the treaties, inshallah. Daha bunlar gibi ayat-ı beyinat-ı Kur'an'yı dinleyip, amenna ve saddakna diyelim. Let us listen to all the clear verses of the Qur'an like these ones and say, we believe and we affirm. Amenna ve saddakna. We believe and we affirm. That is the, that is the key of the gates of salvation. 
we believe and we affirm our lower souls may have a difficult time bearing the consequences of that our hearts may have a difficult time being attached to it because there are so many distractions so many things to be attached to in the world but we need to we need to work on them we need to bring them to the point where they will say along with our intellect we believe and we affirm that this is the truth death is real the paradise is real the the fire is real all of this all of this the final hour is real we need to bring ourselves to that point and Ustad Nursi uh, here uh, recites the, the creed along with some other reminders for us that, that will go along what we just said, what is real. Amantu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wal yawmil akhiri wa bil qadari khayrihi wa sharrihi min Allah ta'ala al ba'asu ba'da al maut haqqun wa وَأَجْمَلِ ثَمَرَاتِ تُبَاءِ رَحْمَتِكَ الَّذِي أَرْسَلْتَهُ رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ وَوَسِيلَةً لِوُصُولِنَا إِلَى أَزْيَنِ وَأَحْسَنِ وَأَجْلَى وَأَعْلَى ثَمَرَاتِ تِلْكَ تُبَاءِ الْمُتَدَلِّيَةِ عَلَى دَارِ الْآخِرَةِ أي جَنَّةِ اللهم أجرنا وأجر والدينا من النار وادخلنا وادخل والدينا الجنة مع الأبرار بجاه نبيك المختار بجاه نبيك المختار بجاه نبيك المختار صلى الله عليه وسلم آمين I believe in God, His angels, in His books, in His messengers, in the last day, in divine determination قدر and in that good and bad is from God exalted is he that life after death is real the paradise is real the fire is real that intercession is real that the denied and the denier angels of interrogation in the grave are real and that God gives life to those in the graves I bear witness that there is no God but God Allah and I bear witness that Muhammad is God's messenger O God, send your blessings on the finest, the most honored, the most perfect, and the most beautiful of the fruits of the tuba tree of your mercy, whom you sent as a mercy to the realm, and as the means of our arrival at the most ornate, the best, and the most majestic fruits of that tuba that indicates the abode of the hereafter, that is the paradise. O God, Give us and our parents relief from the fire and let us and our parents into the paradise with those who are truly good. Let us into paradise and our parents into paradise with those who are truly good. And in paradise, 
take us by the side of your chosen Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. Ey şu risale insaf ile mütala eden kardeş, O brother who has studied this treatise with a fair mind, that's important, with a fair mind, not with your lower soul pulling in the other direction, not trying to develop arguments against it with a contradictory mind, but with, with a fair mind. Deme niçin bu onuncu sözü birden tamamıyla anlamıyorum ve tamam anlamadığın için sıkılma. Do not say why do I not understand this tenth word all at once and do not be upset for not understanding it completely so it is okay. If you did not understand it all at once all together everything perfectly it's all you know settled in and done. No, no that's that's not possible. I, I'm not there. I personally am not there. But do not be upset for not understanding it completely. Çünkü İbn Sina gibi bir dahi hikmet el haşru leysa ala maqayisa akliyetin demiş. İman ederiz fakat akıl bu yolda gidemez diye hükmetmiştir. Because a genius of wisdom, a genius of philosophy like Ibn Sina, Avicenna has said the resurrection is not a rational matter and judged we believe in the resurrection, but the intellect cannot proceed on this path. So Ibn Sina, of course, is one of the smartest people ever. He is a genius uh, in, in many fields, in medicine, in literature, in, in many fields. And uh, he is a genius in the field of uh, philosophy and logic too. And he says that the resurrection cannot be a matter of logic. It cannot be proven through rational argumentation. So Ustad Nursi just said, look, if you do not understand this completely, don't be upset about it because this is really a serious matter. Even Ibn Sina could not find a way to talk about it in rational terms. So what's happening here is innovative, new and profound and deep and it is okay if you don't get all of it all together together all at once just be patient be patient hem bütün ulema-i islam haşir bir mesele-i nakliyedir delili nakildir akıl ile ona gidilmez diye muttefikan hükmettikleri halde now not only ibn sina furthermore all scholars of Islam have agreed on the judgment that the resurrection is a transmitted matter. Its proof is received through transmission. It cannot be reached through the intellect. So uh, in, in uh, Kalam, in the uh, discipline of dialectical theology, which is one of the major disciplines of the Islamic sciences, the issues that relate to the hereafter angels, uh, etc. Some issues are considered samiyat, uh, heard matters. The others are considered akliyat, uh, rational matters. For rational matters, the uh, scholars of dialectical theology have developed very profound and uh, numerous arguments, demonstrative proofs. But when it comes to these heard matters, they have said, 
rational matters include the um, you know existence oneness of god and the uh, the necessity of prophethood and the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the messenger of god and they said if he is the messenger of god everything he says is true and therefore all of these things that we are talking about in the context of samiyat heard, heard matters are true we don't need further evidence for them but we are living in a different age there are so many distractions it is difficult for a student to keep what the student hears at the beginning of a let's say 15 minute instruction to keep that in mind by minute 10. so in the age that we live we need to see the seal of all of these matters everywhere we turn we don't have patience and also the capacity to to sustain thoughts to sustain arguments so Ustad Nursi says furthermore all scholars of Islam have agreed on the judgment that the resurrection is a transmitted matter it's the heard matter its proof is received through transmission it cannot be reached through the intellect Elbette o kadar derin ve manen pek yüksek bir yol birdenbire bir caddi umumiye akliye hükmüne geçemez so since this is, this is the case while this is the case of course such a profound and metaphysically elevated path that is the, the rational arguments that are developed about the hereafter in this treatise cannot in effect become the commonly shared highway of the intellect at once not everybody can understand everything that is in it all at once easily it is deep and profound and elevated it's profound and elevated it is not a you know it's not a simple thing if you have understood uh, most of what we have reflected upon here that's a big blessing if I have understood and internalized most of what I have been trying to lift, reflect upon here that's a big blessing if I have understood half of it that's a big blessing if I have understood a quarter of it that's a big blessing whatever I get from it is a big blessing because this is something that did not exist before we are starting from the from you know zero from from very little in terms of ra rational argumentation in terms of samiyat in terms of uh, heard matters and proofs that are based on uh, you know that line of thinking we, we have a lot alhamdulillah alhamdulillah that's sufficient for faith but the age that we are living in the circumstances that we are living in necessitate more we are in more danger we are living in the end of times we are in more dangers Kur'an hakimin feyziyle ve Halik rahimin rahmetiyle şu taklidi kırılmış ve teslimi bozulmuş asırda o derin ve yüksek yolu şu derece ihsan ettiğinden bin şükür etmeliyiz. We should thank a thousand times that with the outpouring of the Kur'an that is everything in the tenth word that we have been reflecting upon that is coming from the Kur'an. The Kur'an is the source. Intellect is the tool. Intellect is uh, the, the instrument that that enables us to think about it but the source is the Quran intellect if you will is the pipe that brings the the life-giving water of the Quran from its source to our minds but the source is the Quran we should thank a thousand times that with the outpouring of the Quran and the mercy of the mercy giving creator mercy giving creator he is merciful 
and he is mercy giver and go ahead and please listen to the uh, second uh, station of the 14th flash that we went over earlier in this podcast and there you are going to see the distinction uh, one of the distinction distinctions as uh, understood and articulated by Ustad Nursi about the difference between Rahman and Rahim merciful and mercy giver merciful uh, very briefly merciful is his mercy um, surrounds and is showered upon everything is elevated as you know we know is elevated upon the throne and it surrounds everything mercy giver on the other hand distinguishes and uh, in a sense concentrates that mercy on each thing one by one individually in accordance with its specific particular individual needs and here mercy giving creator is such an apt uh, reference to God because we are talking about a particular age and the people of a particular time who have particular needs specific needs who are really needy we are really needy we have specific needs and God is bestowing upon us this knowledge out of his mercy for our specific circumstances because of the degree to which we have sunken therefore we should thank a thousand times that with the outpouring of the quran and the mercy of the mercy giving creator this profound and elevated path is bestowed in this century whose imitation has broken and submission has spoiled taqlid and, and teslim you know uh, they tell about uh, Arazi, which is a 12th century dialectical theologian he, who had developed like many, many proofs for the existence of God. So one day he was you know, walking with his students somewhere and there was this you know, commotion. Everybody was saying, oh, Razi is passing, Razi is passing. So there was an old lady and old lady asked like, who is this? What, what, what's, what, why are, why, what is this uh, you know, excitement for? And they said, oh, this is Razi. He had so many proofs, I think 70, 70 proofs for God's existence. And the woman said, if he, he, if he did not have 70 doubts, he would not need 70 proofs. And later when Arazi heard about this, he said, uh, unto you is the faith of the, the old woman. Now, we have lots of doubts. Anyone who is exposed to what's going on among the youth all over the world, go to colleges, high school classrooms, um, go to the media, social media, there are lots of doubts that we are all being exposed to and we are internalizing them. So this is a time when we need more. We cannot, I mean, I wish we could, but we cannot live like old woman, uh, old peasant woman who has never left her village and her entire uh, her entire faith is based on what she heard from her parents and maybe the imam of the village and she has never been confronted with contradicting material yes she has a lower soul she has an evil commanding soul but that's different from the intellectual attack on faith that we are witnessing now and we we are living in today this is a different time. In this time, the imitation of most people has broken. Taqlid, 
we are having difficulty imitating those that we recognize and acknowledge as uh, among the Gnostics, knowers of God, among the knowers and scholars of, of, of the sacred knowledge of this religion. Yes, we, we, we recognize them. In most cases, we respect them, etc., etc., but we are having difficulty following them. When we are faced with an issue, we go and ask the Imam. If we don't like what the Imam says, we go to another mosque, we find another Imam, and we ask that Imam. If you don't like what that, that Imam says either, we go online and try to find a, I don't know, like a, a fatwa forum where somebody, we don't even know who that person is, has given a fatwa and until the point when we find what satisfies our lower soul, we keep shopping. We have difficulty following. We have difficulty of taqlid, imitation, and our submission is also broken. Taslim. We cannot submit to reality as reality is. Our egos are blown, blown like balloons so much that we are having difficulty controlling them. Therefore, we need to be thankful that there is a resource that God has bestowed upon us in the century as the tenth word in which our intellect has now an instrument in its hands, a, a, if you will, a weapon in its hands that it can use against the attacks of the, of the world, the Satans, the lower soul, and convince the heart, and convince the, the, the evil commanding soul too. It has, it, has the, it has the equipment to overcome these pressures. Alhamdulillah. Praise and gratitude be to God. Çünkü imanımızın kurtulmasına kafi gelir. Because it is, what we uh, went through over several weeks now, is sufficient to save our faith. Now, we don't get full benefit in one reading. We, keep, we need to go back to it. But there is sufficient resource in there. Fehmettiğimiz miktarına memnun olup tekrar mütala ile izdiyadına çalışmalıyız. We should be pleased with as much as what we understand and try to increase that with further study. Haşre akıl ile gidilmemesinin sırrı, bir sırrı şudur ki. Now in this, this is the last paragraph and in this Ustad Nursi is opening up a really tremendous matter but just giving us a hint about it and leaving it there and we need to leave it there too because it is really profound uh, th there is more in the Risale you know that's going to open that up but for the time being we are going to leave it there the secret of why the resurrection is not reached with the intellect is this now Ustad Nursi is not uh, you know saying that intellect by itself is enough to understand uh, all that comes after after life no all of this is under the guidance of the Quran Without the Quran, the intellect would not be able to find its way to all these truths. But under the guidance of the Quran, now the, the intellect is also equipped with what it needs. However, the reason, the secret of why the resurrection is not reached with the intellect alone is this. Hashr-i Azam, ismi Azam'ın tecellisiyle olduğundan, Cenab-ı Hakk'ın ismi azamının ve her ismin azami mertebesindeki tecellisiyle zahir olan ef'ali azimeyi görmek ve göstermekle haşr-i azam bahar gibi kolay ispat ve kat'i izan ve tahkiki iman edilir. Because 
the tremendous resurrection it is tremendous it will not compare to anything that we see in this world it will be tremendous because the tremendous resurrection happens with the manifestation of the most tremendous name god has many names one of them is the most tremendous name and it may be manifest on different people in different ways and different names may be the most tremendous name for different uh, people but in the end god has a most tremendous name because the tremendous resurrection happens with the manifestation of the most tremendous name the tremendous resurrection is proven and a conclusive conviction and verified faith is attained about it by seeing and showing the tremendous acts that become apparent with the manifestation of the sublime reals most tremendous name and the most tremendous degree of every divine name so it is so elevated that it is it is so high that the intellect itself cannot reach it the one who is the named and who knows everything including the most elevated thing in the creation can guide us to it yoksa akıl dar ve küçük düsturlarıyla kendi başına kalsa aciz kalır taklide mecbur olur otherwise if the intellect is left on its own with its narrow and small principles tools it would fall power, powerless and be compelled to imitate so this is brief this is a hint but what i take from it that i think is really important is that the word belongs to the quran this is from the outpouring of the quran and therefore we need to be aware of whom we are listening to as we contemplate the interpretations of the verses that guide us to that tremendous reality alhamdulillah praise and gratitude be to god this was the end of the 10th word as uh, as it was mentioned before there is an addendum to the 10th word but once we move to the addendum we are going to start to alternate between the 11th word and the addendum inshallah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha